You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production. This is the Pooja and Gurdeep Show. From 98.1 CHFI Studios in Toronto, Canada. Hey Toronto, this is Ed Sheeran. This is Kelly Clarkson. Hi, this is Brian Adams. This is Adele. This is Madonna. It's Michael Bublé. And you're listening to the Pooja and Gurdeep Show. It's fun. They're amazing. Are you an ish person? I'm sorry, come again? An ish person, like I-S-H, the type of person who would text somebody and be like, oh, I'll be there around 1.30-ish. Oh, in that context. Yeah, I've been that person. Really? Or I'm hungry-ish. No, never hungry-ish. I'm hungry always. <laughs> I, I can commit to being hungry. Okay, so then what is your definition of ish? I'm realizing for mm-hmm. people, it's very different. Like for me, ish is like, okay, like give or take a few minutes if I say ish. Yeah, I think context is important. There's certain places ish is acceptable and certain places it isn't. You can't say what time you're showing up for work. It, like I can't be like, I'm showing up at... 4.30-ish for work. you got to show up on time for work. Right. Social commitments, I think there's a bit of wiggle room there. Also, Toronto is a crazy city, and I think ish is a part of the city because there's traffic and transit problems, and it's so unpredictable. You don't know how long it takes. So if I was coming to your place, if you invited me over, hint, hint, and you were like, (laughs) hey, party starts at 4, I'd be like, all right, I'll be there at 4-ish, meaning it might take me an extra 20, 30 minutes. 4-ish means... Half an hour. I'll be there between 4 and 4.30. Okay. Is yeah. it just not an excuse to just not be on time and non-committal? Don't you find that that's how people use ish? Because they put the ish in there. They can show up whenever. They said ish. Like, my sister told me she was going to come over around 1.30-ish. Mm-hmm. She came at 4. No, that's not acceptable. That's too long. <laughs> there's, a, there's a limit. To me, it's half an hour. And I think with time, time is the one place ish is allowable. There's a few places where I- ish is kind of like sort of. And I think there's some places where ish really changes the meaning of it. Like, if I said, I love you. Ish. <laughs> if a doctor was like, you're going to live. Ish. <laughs> then, then it matters. Yeah. I, then, then you don't want to be using ish. But yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like we should just use our words and just be honest. Me like, my ETA says I will be there at 145. That's it. Like that my well, GPS. Oh, so you're passing it off to the GPS. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. That way you're you're very specific. Mm-hmm. My GPS says I'll be there at 145, but I haven't haven't I haven't actually left my place yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. You're like I'm in the I'm in the Uber. Meanwhile, you're still putting on your lipstick. Yeah. At home. When you tell me you're getting ready-ish, I know that means you're not even off the couch. That means I'm on the couch in the underwear and the game is on. <laughs> I don't know. Ish. How do you feel about ish? I love you. Ish. The Pooja and Gurdeep show. I feel like such an old guy saying this, but have you heard the new word all the kids are saying? <laughs> Probably not. It's Riz. Riz. R-I-Z-Z. All the cool kids are talking about Riz. Okay, when we say cool kids, like how old are we talking? Like Gen Z? Uh, I don't know what, what the generations are. That always confuses me, but like teenagers, school kids. Okay. The yeah. youth. So Hello, Gen Z. fellow youth. <laughs> <laughs> the youth are saying Riz. Is yes. It, is it like just short for like Riz Ahmed, the actor? <laughs> no. Riz, Risotto. It's the title. <laughs> talking about risotto. Ooh, this riz is tasty. No, eh, that's not it. Give yourself a buzzer. You live in a residential area? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, uh, like Riz Krispy Squares? <laughs> no, it's not Riz Krispy Maybe it's Squares. a hybrid word like mind your business, Riz. Like the, the last letter of your and business, mind your business is Riz. Wow, riz that one. You're giving a lot of credit <laughs> to yeah. Generation You needed a flowchart for that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know how many kids are in the car right now just shaking their head at you three? <laughs> riz and beans. <laughs> Maybe they're talking about the riz, not- riz bonds abilities. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what the cool kids yeah. are talking about. Maybe, maybe they're talking about residuals. <laughs> Is it short for residuals? Staying at the Riz Hotel. The Riz. The Riz. The Riz. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it was a Riz shot. A what? A Riz a shot. A Riz shot. <laughs> oh, like a rim shot? Boom. That's as much of a stretch as Blair's. No. Oh, Rizzy business. <laughs> Yes, they're oh, referencing the 1980s. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> wow. These are actually better than the real answer. Oh, no. Are we going to be let down when you this tell us what it means? Outstanding. You guys Next want... time I hear my kids say that, I'm totally doing this to them. You guys have anything else in the chamber? Or, uh... Fried Riz. <laughs> it's not food. Oh, okay. It's not food. Okay. Riz. Okay, let me do this. Let me use it in a sentence and you can guess. Man, she's got some serious Riz. Or he's got Riz. Oh, Look at him go. Oh. Is it from Rizzo from um, Greece? No. Oh. <laughs> Riz, like, that, boy's, that boy's got Riz. Like really great hair. No. He, like style? Not frizz. <laughs> Is it style? He's got- uh, you're getting closer. It's you want me to tell you? Sure. Short for charisma. Oh, Riz. Charisma. charisma. Oh, they took it in the middle so of the it's, word. It's kind of like, remember when all the kids were saying swag a few years ago? Yeah. It's sort of like the new swag. It's Riz charisma. I'm impressed that Gen Z cares about charisma. Like that they, that is like some, a way to identify someone like, oh, that guy has a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. I like don't know if something... they've looked up charisma and know, <laughs> can define it. Define charisma, Riz. <laughs> you just gave us another word. Do Shorthand. they even know that Riz is short for charisma or they just know how to use it, how their friends use it? I didn't pull any mm, youth yeah, for this. I feel like they don't even know that it comes from the word charisma. Wait, how did you learn what Riz meant? Yeah, why are you hanging out with yeah, who, Exactly. <laughs> I heard it on a podcast and then I had to look it up. <laughs> And I was like, ooh. And I'm like, then it was this whole TikTok trend. It was popularized by these two TikTok creators. And now everyone is using Riz. Are you using it, it can, now it can amongst some... your midlife friends? No, but I will say I vibe with the youth because this is a shortened form of a word. You guys know me. I'm on board with it. You know how much time they'll save by going Riz instead of charisma? You know how cool they'll think you are when you're like, I had to Google it. And now I know it's short for charisma. Hey, youth, I'm talking to all of you right now. I'm soups impressed. The Pooja Ingrid Deep Show. From 98.1 CHFI. It is time to quiz you <laughs> on how well you know your 80s and 90s cereal mascots. Are you ready to play? Wow, you're really good at that. All right. Here's our <laughs> contestant, Pooja Honda. Are you ready for your first clue? Uh, I am. They're great. That's Tony the Tiger. We're starting you off nice and easy. We like to build confidence on this game before we tear you down. <laughs> Number two. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal. Is that Count Chocula? Yep. Count Chocula? Okay, two for two. Let's see number three. <laughs> Are the totally right part of his good breakfast? Part of a good breakfast. Part of a good breakfast. <laughs> Is it the inflation? <laughs> Are the totally right part of his good breakfast? He sounds like he's had a rough night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, take a guess. Is that Toucan? It is not. <laughs> Who is that? It's Cap'n. Oh, Cap'n. It's the Cap'n. It's- Clip number four. What's up, Croc? Oh. Does that actually help you? Is that a... I don't know. What's up, Croc? Oh, wow. You know you're doing the head tilt back and forth <laughs> if you're listening? You're doing the very Indian head like, tilt. I feel like there's something honey in there. I feel like there's some sort of like... I feel like you're barking up the wrong tree. What's up, Croc? Is that like a... Come on. Is that like a booberry? Who is that? That is incorrect. That's, I thought you'd get that one. That's Sugar Crisp. That's the sugar bear. Oh, the sugar bear. He sounds like a bit of a creep, doesn't he? <laughs> What's up, Croc? <laughs> 
I am turning the other way if he is walking yeah, suddenly towards me. I don't want to hang out with him. All no. right, you're, you're two and two. I think you're going to get this next oh, one. No. Have a listen. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. That's a tricks rabbit. That's right. Oh, thank goodness. Number six. Follow my nose. It always knows. That's Toucan. Yeah, he's yeah. like the Fraser Crane of cereal mascots. Mm-hmm. He's very refined. Mm-hmm. Okay, four and two. You're doing well. Let's uh, see. We got two more here. Here we go. Part of this nutritious breakfast. That's a hard what? one. What? That's a hard one. Again? Part of this nutritious breakfast. Diggum. Diggum? Diggum is what he's saying at the end. Diggum? Yeah. Did you ever have the cereal? I don't think I've I had the cereal. I tried it once and I found it overrated. Really? Yeah, this is a tertiary cereal. This isn't on your... The sound effect is the clue. Part of this nutritious breakfast. Is that a slap? It's a whip? Oh, the, oh yeah, the popular cereal, whips. Whoopa! Everybody had whips. Sugar whips. No, that's sugar smacks. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have got Get that. It smacks? Wouldn't have got that. Okay. Who's the mascot? Uh, Diggum, the frog. Oh, yeah. sure. I, like I told you, he's, he's, if this is the choir, he's in the back. He's the kid you put in the back. Okay, you're four and three. Let's see if you're going to finish 500 or five and three with this last clue. Moons, hearts, diamonds, stars. Who did I say stars? Oh, oh, that's Lucky Charms. Magically delicious. Yes, the leprechaun from Lucky Charms. Well done. Yeah. Five and three, you know your breakfast sandwiches. Sandwiches. What? Breakfast cereals. <laughs> Reasonably well. <laughs> Can we fix that in post? Yeah, no, we're live. What's that? <laughs> the Pooja and Gurdip Show. Yo, you got a problem? Pooja and Gurdip will solve it. Advice, advice, baby. My favorite part of that is the free advice. Yes. Now, it's free advice, uh, and it's not always going to be the greatest advice, for better or worse. You're calling on us to give you some. You remember Dear Abby, right? Right. Now it's Dear P&G. Here is the query we got. Have a listen to this. This one's a bit of a pickle, okay? Dear P&G, help me out. My husband and I are empty nesters. Our kids are in their 40s and 50s now. We have way too much stuff in our home. Recently, while fall purging, we threw out a bunch of our kids' artwork and participation trophies from Little League Baseball and Soccer. No. Our kids came over and were asking about some of their old stuff. How do we tell them we got rid of all their old oh, stuff? No. Please help. That's from Joan in Toronto. See, I'm on the other side of this. I'm guilty of this at my own parents' house. Like, I've got a bunch of stuff there, and I always get mad when I'm like, where is it? Yeah. But at the same time, I don't take it home. So, you know, in fairness to my parents, they can really do whatever they want with it. They would have every right to, but I, I'm still going to be upset about it. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I get why they're asking. Your parents store it, what? Is it a closet? It's in a the drawer? garage. Oh, that's it's a lot of stuff. Yeah. We get, my brother and I get a drawer. Oh, wow. A drawer wow. and a cabinet. So whatever doesn't fit in there, I think my mom has, we never talked about it. I think she's chucked it out, but we get one drawer. My advice is just lie to them. I know lying to children is not a good thing. Well, they're not children. They're grown up. They're grown up 40s now. 40s and 50s. Uh, and it might actually, you know, save you from hurting their feelings. I say you say something like, the children in the neighborhood asked to borrow them. And we gave them to the children in the neighborhood, and now we can't ask for them back. That's actually not a bad lie because it's like it got paid forward. Yeah. Like the children wanted your participation trophies. You know, I love that. Also, playing. can I say, like, Joan threw in a key part of that question that I loved, which is, 
participation trophies from Little League and soccer, not even like their championship. So I think Joan's trying to tell us, like, our kids played soccer like we all do in this country for like two years, and they weren't any good. There like were most, no David Beckhams. No, they yes. weren't bending anything. Um, I'm with you, Pooj. I'm going to say take the lie even further. Okay. Because if if that if you know that stuff's still living out there, the kids really want it back, they might say, you know what, what house did you give it to? Let me go knock on the door because oh, no, it's yeah. got sentimental value. I'd take the lie a step further and be like, we had a small flood. What? Yeah, or there was a fire in the drawer. That, <laughs> that was the first that, to go? That drawer caught fire. All your stuff, I'm sorry, it's gone. It's but, burnt. But mom, dad, everything else is intact. Yeah. Well, the wood is fire retardant around it, and the fire started in there, so it was contained uh, just to your uh, memorabilia drawer. It may have been arson, but still, it was a fire. Yeah. Help Joan out, okay? This is Pooja and I's terrible advice. What advice do you have for Joan? You heard her query. I'll give it to you again. Her kids moved out. They're now empty nesters. And Joan and her partner got rid of all their artwork that you saved from like grade one, their Mm. participation trophies from soccer and baseball. And the kids want to know where their stuff is. What does Joan (laughs) tell her kids? Give us a call. 416-872-CHFI. 416-872-2434. It's Dear PNG. This is the Pooja Enger Deep Show. New segment on the show called Dear PNG. It's kind of like Dear Abby. You can text us if you're in a bit of a pickle, and we'll do our best to help you out with some terrible advice. Uh, here's the query we got today from Joan in Toronto. Dear PNG, help me out. My husband and I are empty nesters. Our kids are in their 40s and 50s now. We have way too much stuff in our home. Recently, while fall purging, we threw out a bunch of our kids' artwork and participation trophies from baseball and soccer. Mm. Our kids came over and were asking about their old stuff How do we tell them that we got rid of it? That's from Joan in Toronto. Please help. Joan, I feel for you because I don't blame you for for throwing it out. I'm on the other side where I've done this to my parents and I know they don't want that. It's like, you know, it's their house. They're trying to reclaim it. And I've got all my stuff sitting in the garage. I can see why you want to get rid of it. But to spare the feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't know, maybe there's some sentimental value with the participation trophies. Maybe you need to come up with something. Lie is what I say. <laughs> Just lie. Make something up. A flood, a fire. I don't know. You got to do something here because you've already, you're committed to this now. Uh, text coming in here saying, tell our kids to grow up. Things are disposable. Ooh. Okay. Some tough love there. Wow. Okay. Um, also getting a call. This is Kevin from Ajax. So what's your advice? I've got parents of a, a similar age because I'm one of those 40 something kids. <laughs> and my parents are so good at pretending they forgot or knew nothing about something. So I think Joe needs to go with a, what? I, I don't know anything about that. I have no idea. I just play it off like, who knows where those went? That had never happened. <laughs> so do you think that you're you're saying the kids will just chalk it up to like, oh, our parents are maybe, you know, a little bit maybe older and wiser, and maybe they've just forgotten. Exactly. And maybe it was given away in a garage sale 20-some years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so they have like selective amnesia, if you will. Exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> actually pretty good advice. I like it. I like that. Um, Kevin, thanks for sharing. Thanks. Have a good one. You, you too. too. Someone just texting in, maybe the kids are listening to the show. (laughs) Yes, I think what happens here with Dear PNG, people don't necessarily put in their real names. This is from Joan Joan. in Toronto, but she sent it in with air quotes. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's not her her actual name. And by the way, Kevin's advice, I'm taking it for future like, when my kids start asking me about stuff, I'm going to selectively forget. It's like, well, huh? what? you're not quite at uh, the age yet where that might be happening I'm naturally. I'm planning ahead. You're planning way ahead. Okay, <laughs> this is good. Another text here. We asked our kids if they wanted their trophies and said that 
we'll throw them out if they don't want them. They didn't want them, so in the garbage they went. We did keep our son's ski racing trophies from national and international events. We figured his future children would be impressed. Oh. So maybe the dividing line here is if you have legitimate championship trophies, (laughs) you keep them. If they're participation badges, maybe you're not so attached to them. Yeah. I don't know. If you gave them the choice and they were like, nah. You don't have to do anything. You're off the other hook. Other than, yeah. It sounds like Joan, though, just they went ahead and did it without asking. Yeah, so yeah. I'm telling you, there was a flood in that one drawer. <laughs> Everything was ruined. <laughs> Nothing survived. It makes no sense logistically <laughs> speaking, but still, that's what we're going with. If you have a dear PNG for us, please uh, text us at 981981 with it. We'll try to help. And you don't have to use your real name. That's the best part. From CHFI Studios, it's the Pooja and Gradeep Show. How do you feel about the self-checkout? You know, you do this when you go to a drugstore or grocery store. And there are some instances now where you're not even going to get a person who works at the store to check you out because they're not even available. Like, it's all self-checkout. It's mixed emotions with the self-checkout. I like it only if the traditional checkout with the human cashier is like got like a big line mm-hmm. and the self-checkout's available. I'm like, okay, I'll go to self-checkout to save time. All things being equal, though, if they're both available or they both have a line, I'm going to go to the human checkout because I find, I don't know, maybe it's me. Every time I use the self-checkout, <laughs> there's an issue with one item. The little light at the top starts flashing yep. and then someone has to come over and help me out. A, I feel like an idiot. And B, I'm like, if I'm getting human assistance anyways... Why not just go to the traditional cashier? I'm so glad to know it's not just me where something goes wrong because me and technology don't get along. So it's you too? Okay, well. Remove like unknown bag in the bagging area. I'm like, what? No, (laughs) nothing. I know. I never understand uh, what exactly I'm doing wrong. And then somebody has to come over anyway to help. Uh, So tell me how you feel about this. The reason why we're talking about it is in the UK, there's a chain of drugstores and they have about 28 locations. Okay. They are doing away after six years of having these self-checkout machines, they're doing away with them and replacing them with people. Okay. So this is like a regression, but I like it. It's it's human interaction. Yeah. I think they at first thought, okay, this is a good idea. It's going to sort of improve efficiency. It will help with labor costs, but they're finding that customers are really not liking it. It's taking away from the experience. Mm -hmm. And if it's like like you, you're going to be so frustrated if you finish your shopping experience that was maybe good and then you get to the end and now there's a problem. Now you're annoyed. Yeah. Also, call me crazy, but like for people who live alone, myself included, trips to the grocery store, like these little micro interactions you have with people, these are important for like your mental well-being, like Mm -hmm. just these uh, saying hello to the cashier. How's your day? Thanks so much. Yes. You know, those little interactions, if you're especially as you get into the colder months and maybe you don't leave your home so much. Those interactions are really important because otherwise you're spending a lot of the day perhaps isolated. So why go robo checkout? Unless your boss man, Blair, um, (laughs) who when I asked him, how do you feel about it? He was like, don't you dare get rid of my self-checkout because he had the option between a cashier and self-checkout. And he doubled down. He's like, no, I'm good. This was on Saturday and there was a woman who was free. She goes, come on over here. Help me. And uh, I said, no, no, I'm good here. And I said, uh, she said, no, we're, I'm faster. I said, I'm she about to start. And she said, no, no, come on over. I went, oh. So I got all my stuff. I go over to her, her checkout, and she's whipping through everything. And she goes, beep, it's beep, like, beep, beep. like she's in a rodeo, like tying up a calf or something like that. And she looked at the end of it and said, huh, am I faster? She's I said, sweating. Yeah, you're faster. She was faster. So I, and then I bagged myself and, uh, and then went home. So you prefer like to just Saturday. do it on your own then? 
<laughs> so you're not convinced after that experience? No, not after but, that. But so, Blair, you had to beg yourself, right? Yes. See, that's why I started going to self-checkout, because if I'm going to beg myself, I'm going to beg it properly instead of waiting for you to check it out, and then i got to go to the end after I pay and start begging. Some no, grocery stores will beg for you, though. I know, but very few of them very do anymore. Few. And it's like, mm. well, you're, I'm still doing the rest of the work, so I might as well scan. Plus, I know all the numbers. I think I want it to be like a teller. You know the numbers? I'm like 4011 for bananas. I'm like 46. Fuji apples, 4090. See? <laughs> yep. I'm like, and then I feel cool. And then I'm like, I'm awesome. And then everyone wow. else is having problems. And I'm like, do you need help? <laughs> <laughs> the Pooja Ingrid Deep Show. From 98.1 CHFI. Welcome to Can't Beaker Deep. On 98.1 CHFI. William of Toronto, or should I say Will, is hoping to beat Deep. I say that because Will, a.k.a. Fresh Prince of Toronto, Will, is that your nickname? It is. Uh, sometimes, good morning, Fuji. Good morning, Gurdip. Um, Yes, it is. Um, sometimes, you know, when you shorten William and I, I, half of the time with my friends and family, they call me Will. And then, of course, it's Will Smith. That's my last name. The last Smith, name is so. Smith. There we go. Yeah. Ah, I uh, see. Will Smith, yes. The French, the Fresh Prince of Toronto. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, pretty good I handle. called sometimes. <laughs> well, Will, how are you uh, at playing trivia games? Are you any good? Are you Are you usually beating your um, you know what? When I hear it on the radio, um, sometimes, yeah, I, I, I could probably average about three, three or four. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully I can do it this time, but uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll, see. well, you know how it works? I'll give you five trivia questions. I'll give the same mm-hmm. five trivia questions to Gurdip. If you get more right than him, you'll get $100 of his money. We know it's not really about the money. It's about the bragging rights, Will. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. why don't you do the honors of kicking Gurdip out of the studio? Okay, Gurdip. Um, please, if you could please leave the studio. And once you leave the studio... Get jiggy with it. Yeah, I will. Thought you were going to throw me out like Uncle Phil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's gone. Here we go, Will. The 220-meter figure eight skating trail under the Gardner returns to Toronto beginning December 16th. What is the world's largest skating rink? I would say St. Lawrence. In a recent interview, Bono from U2 said his favorite song ever is The Beatles, I Saw Her Standing There. Where is U2 currently doing their residency? I believe it would be Las Vegas. Napoleon, starring Joaquin Phoenix, opened in theaters last week. What was Napoleon's last name? Uh, You know what? All all I can think of is dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) We are on the same page, Will. Uh, The bands Chicago and Earth, Wind & Fire are heading out on tour together next year on their Heart & Soul Tour. In what state is the city of Chicago? Illinois. Adele was photographed for the first time wearing a massive diamond ring after she announced she might be married. What was the name of Adele's first album, Hint, it was her age when she released it. Um, I'll say 50. Okay, we're going to get Gritty to come back in. Are you getting jiggy with it? I did, and I hurt my other knee, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> okay, probably for the best. Here we go. The 220-meter figure-eight skating trail under the Gardener returns to Toronto beginning December 16th. What is the world's largest skating rink? Oh, Indoor or outdoor? Does it matter? Outdoor. Outdoor. 
um, the Rideau Canal. In a recent interview, Bono from U2 said his favorite song ever is The Beatles, I Saw Her Standing There. Where is U2 currently doing their residency? I believe it's at in uh, Las Vegas. Napoleon, starring Joaquin Phoenix, opened in theaters last week. What was Napoleon's last name? I did a book report on him, Bonaparte. The bands Chicago and Earth, Wind & Fire are heading out on tour together next year. This is on their Heart & Soul tour. In what state is the city of Chicago? Chicago, Illinois, baby. Windy city. Adele was photographed for the first time wearing a massive diamond ring after she announced she might be married. Whoa. What was the name of Adele's first album? Here's a hint. It was her age when she released it. 23. Okay, so, Will, you got two out of five correct. And going deep, you got four out of five correct. Did I get Adele wrong? Yes, you did. What was it called? So, actually, you both didn't know that answer. It's 19. She was 19. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. First released that album. And uh, I guess you know that you got Napoleon's last name incorrect, Will. (laughs) Yeah, he I said I, dynamite. Deep, I, I said dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> what a great guess. I love that. <laughs> well, in the end, Will, you weren't able to be Kurdeep, and you know what that means. Hey, uh, hey, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Keep, yes, sir. Keep my hundred dollars out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Will, thanks for playing. The Puja and Gurdeep Show. Sia, my daughter, who's one, every time she sees another child or a baby, her way of greeting them sounds like this. Ah! <laughs> she just screams at other babies. She so that's her hello? She doesn't say hello first. She doesn't wave. She just sees a baby and this is what you hear. Ah! <laughs> I mean, like at that age, isn't it very monkey see, monkey do? Like she must have got that from someone, i.e., you well that's what i'm realizing because i then i had to explain to the parents i'm like oh she's saying hi and they're like oh okay (laughs) and i'd like immediately with a a weird look of how is that saying hi and eventually she'll wave but she'll also scream while waving so it's just this (laughs) this very awkward one-year-old who's just like "Ah!" i I wish you greeted all of us like that every morning (laughs) i mean it's a bit jarring it's a bit jarring but then i was like but where would she have gotten it like what is what did I say specifically that would make her do this? Right. So I recorded her screaming. <coughs> but this is why I think she's screaming. It's all my fault. What do you say to the babies? See? Oh, because you talk in that pitch. I, I go high pitch. And because she can't say words at this point, she just mimics that pitch. I guess so. So whenever I'm like, oh, did you see the baby? I guess I go really high like that. Can we play them back to back? Because I feel like they're right on the same key. <laughs> Oh, yeah. She's nailing it. She's very musical. You should drop it an octave and see if she goes deeper. What do you think of the baby? Yeah. You think that's better? And then when she greets other kids, she's going to be like, (laughs) like, is your child a demon? (laughs) Yeah, she's going to make a lot of friends. I'm really setting her up for life. This is horrible. Why don't you just teach her, I don't know, like, hello? I know, I know. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't go high pitch. I, like, it's the whole thing about not doing the baby talk with the babies. But I guess I'm so, honest, guilty of it. It's so hard not to. Like, you pick up a baby, you can't talk to a baby normally. No. You have to talk to a baby like this. You have to do your like, the baby. I still do that with, I don't talk to Coffee the Pooch normally, and she's six. Okay, if Coffee the Pooch could talk, this is what she would sound like. Ah!
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and somehow it'd still be your fault. <laughs> From CHFI Studios, it's the Pooja and Gurdip Show. You know, Pooja, we spent hours just going through the old-timey newspapers to find <laughs> funny headlines for a pun-off. Mm-hmm. And we found this one. It actually happened. A horse that was in cargo escaped on board on a regular like passenger flight, and it had to return to the airport. And we thought, well, you know what? It's time for a pun-off. Okay, give me the headline again. Okay, Pooja. Plane forced to return to airport after horse escapes on board. Are you sure he escaped and wasn't just horsing around? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Horsing around. That was from the back of your throat. Plane forced to return to airport after horse escapes on board. Guess the pilot had to hoof it back to the airport. Plane forced to return to airport after horse escapes on board. Maybe the horse thought the passengers were possessed by demons and wanted to perform an exorcism. Wow. Wow. That was a stretch. Plane forced to return to airport after a horse escapes on board. You know where that flight was headed, Pooch? No. The Netherlands. <laughs> the Netherlands. Wait, how do horses sound? They turn into Santa. Why are you Santa? The Netherlands. <laughs> there we go. I should have practiced that. Sorry. Plane forced to return to airport after horse escapes on board. Apparently, the horse found the in-flight meal nasty. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the winner. Okay, let's see if I can top it. I got one more in the chamber here. Okay, plane forced to return to airport after horse escapes on board. Don't be a drag, just be a horse. Don't be a drag, just be a horse. Don't be a drag, just be a horse. Baby, I was barned this way. Thanks for listening to the Pooja and Gurdip Show. Listen to Pooja and Gurdip live weekday mornings from 5 to 9. Only on 98.1 CHFI. Toronto's perfect music mix.